Tonight we're going to uh, talk about the spirit of your mind. The spirit of your mind. We've been talking the last few weeks um, about a biblical foundation or a biblical life uh, and how we live our life needs to be based upon the Word of God. And uh, this applies tonight as well, that your mind is something you use every day. I hope, right? it every day but we need to make sure that that our mind is in line with the word of God our thinking is in line with the word of God um, we need to make sure that it is scriptural and biblical uh, what we are doing and how we conduct ourselves so Ephesians 4 22 through 24 says that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So those two words right there, we have talked about a lot in the last couple of weeks, righteousness and holiness. It is biblical. We see here that it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God and to righteousness and holiness. So in order to be created according to God in righteousness and holiness, there has to be a renewing of the spirit of our mind. So understand this tonight, that God forms our mind, sin deforms our mind, Jesus Christ transforms our mind, and we must renew our minds every day. It's an everyday thing. So I think it's safe to say that in this place tonight, our largest battlefield is not out in some grassy field somewhere. I would say man's largest battlefield is uh, not just some war somewhere that, that we're going through, what we're dealing with. But I think our largest battlefield in this life is right here. It is. Do you battle with thoughts or you battle with, you know, anxieties in your mind? You, you, you battle with these things in, in your head every day. And, and does anybody, you just have, you ever, have you ever had just those thoughts that you're not, you're not really trying to dwell on them, but no matter what you're doing, they're there, right there in the back of your mind. Just aggravating you, just... It's just those things that's in the back of your mind that is constantly there just eating away at you. You see, that, that's a battle taking place. It's a battlefield that every single day you are dealing with that. And you know what's amazing to me is that I, I think that we as adults, we might think that, you know, that's something we deal with. Maybe our, our kids don't deal with that. But you would be amazed over these last few weeks of camp of what some of these teenagers have opened up and shared to the staff of what they are battling. And, and a lot of their battles is not in their school hallways. It's not. It's not on the internet. Their largest battles they deal with as kids and teenagers is right up here every day. Why? Because we understand that this right here, if the enemy can get to my mind, he can get to my heart. If he can get to my heart, he can get to my life. And that's where he can take us out. So that's why I always say you, you, you got to make sure that the you, you never leave 
the door to your mind cracked open because it'll become the playground for the enemy. So you make sure we have that locked up and we have it renewed every day through the word of God. So we see here in Ephesians that Paul is speaking to the church in Ephesus and they were known as a deeply superstitious people. The cult of uh, Artemis was so powerful that they erected a temple of Artemis, a structure of a structure that Antipas would list in, in among the seven wonders of the world. And according to scripture, they would shout for two hours every day, for two hours straight, great is Diana of the Ephesians. Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Diana, if you're not familiar with it, Diana was the fertility god of the Ephesians. And that's what, who, who he's talking to here is who he's trying to explain this to, the renewing of your mind. And, and, and he, was, he was trying to tell them that you know, what they were doing every day was not doing anything for them. What they were yelling to, this god they were yelling to, was not doing anything for them, had no power. But we see here that if anybody needed their mind renewed, it was the church in Ephesus. So understand that our mind is a filter for our future. So when our mind is kept cluttered by too much social media or internet searching or constantly connected to the wrong voices in our life, it can become our stumbling block instead of our building block. So you can have a clean, pure heart, but still have a mind that is not renewed. I'll say that again. Think about this. You can have a clean, pure heart. Your heart's been, been cleansed. You can have a clean, pure heart, but your mind is still not renewed. So your mind has the ability to block the pureness of your heart, thus stopping the spirit from flowing in your life. That's why it's important to make sure. Now, I said it earlier, I said it earlier, that a mind that is not renewed begins to affect the heart. So it tells me that a mind that is renewed will also affect the heart, which will affect the life. So the renewing of our mind not only affects just our mind, our thinking, our thoughts, but it also it, it, the renewing of our mind affects how you live your life. And to know that it is biblical to renewing, the renewing of our mind is biblical. And it is a daily thing that we should apply to our life. All right, anybody in here? Have you ever, have you ever been mentally drained? Anybody currently mentally drained? Like the majority of the people. Are you just there? You're just mentally drained. Uh, your mind feels like it just, it's just going to shut down. Uh, you, just kinda, you just need a break sometimes, right? You just need to kind of walk away, deep breath. Um, one of the greatest things I think I've uh, found is there, there's nothing like um, just peace and quiet nature. The hunting blind, if you hunt, um, sometimes you're really, if you don't even get a deer, Brother Jack, it doesn't matter because you kind of come back just a clear head and you're just out there with nature and it's just like, oh, man, this is peaceful. Uh, sometimes you just have to have that moment where you just got to clear your mind. Well, you got to remove that junk. That's because God only gives us so much mental energy every day. You can only handle so much. 
your, your capacity is only, is only so large. And that's why we must be intentional in directing that mental energy toward kingdom principles. Don't wear yourself out. Hear me. Don't wear yourself out on anything that does not have spiritual benefit. We wear ourselves out about the dumbest things that has no kingdom benefit, no spiritual benefit, no eternal benefit. We wear ourselves out concerned about some of the silliest things I've ever seen in my life. They think, well, I'm just so drained all the time. I, you know, I just, I'm just so tired. I just, I just don't have the energy to come and, and do anything for the church or I don't have the energy to do this or that. A lot of that is because we wear ourselves out with, with earthly things. We, you get, you know, we're so concerned about you know, where our neighbors park in their car. They're, I think they're close to my property line. You know, I mean, just it's silly things. My, the, the guy next to me at work, you know, he just, he just, he listens, you know, he just listens to just silly stuff or he makes this noise or what we, we just constantly draining ourselves of these things. It really doesn't matter in the end. It's not going to matter, but it, it will distract us and it will take that, that energy from our mind that we should be giving unto the Lord and that focus and realize it's not doing anything for me except for distracting me and just completely draining me. So there are spiritual benefits when we consistently connect to the kingdom world, when we take our mind and we connect it to the word of God. Because we have to understand that whatever dominates our time will dominate our mind. I'll say that one more time. Whatever dominates your time will dominate your mind. Whatever you put your energy into is what's going to dominate your thoughts. If you've ever been caught up on something that you're trying to get done and, and, and you've worked on it all day long, you just didn't quite get it done, you tried to go to bed and you just lay there and you just couldn't get your mind off of it. You're just thinking about it. Why? Because it's not completed. It's just completely dominating everything. It dominated your whole day. All your time was given to that. And then now your mind is consumed because it's just not quite finished. So ask yourself tonight, what's dominating your time? What's dominating your mind? What are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your mind? What are you consuming daily in your mind? All right, let's look at this. Self-reflection. Self-reflection is our most valuable asset. When we are seeking the mind of God, it puts our thoughts and our actions on display. It does not look for the faults of others, but it looks at our own faults or our own shortcomings. And then there's self-denial and blame. Those are two of our, those are two of the greatest liabilities. And if we deny our own faults, then we release the blame from us and we put it on others. So if you deny our own faults, then we release ourselves from that blame and we put it on others others pride will feed self-denial and blame but humility will feed self-reflection so when we constantly or consistently and intentionally stay connected to the kingdom of God and his righteousness then we open our spirit for God to speak to us so each of us here today have a mind that is either being renewed 
or is remaining trapped in carnality and sinful nature every day. Everybody here. So the carnal mind wars against the spiritual mind. Think about that. So if you are, if you are lukewarm in your walk with God and what you're feeding your mind, if you're feeding a little bit of this, maybe you get up and you, you get into the word of God and you feed your, you feed your mind you know, the word of God in the morning, but throughout the day, maybe you're, you're listening to things you probably shouldn't be listening to that, that's not beneficial to you spiritually or watching things that should not be, you know, you should not be watching, allowing. It's not feeding you at all. It, it, it's, it's counterproductive. You're, you're kind of trying to, you're trying to get both ends here and understand what you're doing is you are creating, remember that battlefield I was talking about? You are creating a war in your mind by putting this in it and then turning around and putting the things of the world in it. You're putting those two things that are fighting against each other all day long. And you're going to wear yourself out because you, you are then, you are then, you know what you read here in the morning. You know what you fed yourself in the morning. But you start feeding yourself things throughout the day that are not of God. You are creating a war in your mind and you will not have peace. So there is a, the carnal mind wars against the spiritual mind. One or the other will be in control in each of us every single day. Everyone in this room has the ability and the control over which one has control over you. We make those decisions. So who here would say that you long to grow spiritually? I hope we all would raise our hands. <laughs> that we have a longing inside of us to grow spiritually. I, I, I don't want to come in, you know, if you know, say you're, you're new to the church and, uh, you know, I, I think that as the pastor, um, I've been in this for 41 years, and I've, I've learned a lot, 41 years. But I, I, I think that it would be hard for me if someone came in and said, you know what, I'm new to this, and um, I, I received the Holy Ghost, got baptized. I, I just really don't want to grow anymore. I don't want any depth. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy right where I'm at. Now, thank the Lord I've never had anybody tell me that. I haven't. Um, and, and I'm thankful tonight, and it tells me that, James, it tells me that you're here tonight because you want to learn about God's word. You want to go deeper in this. You want to understand this more. And, and that tells me that there's a longing inside of you. Everyone who's here tonight that there's a longing inside of you that says, I want to not just you know, hear the preached word of God, but I want to hear the, the taught word of God, the, the, the word that is broken down on a Wednesday night, that I can hear the, and hear the scriptures and apply this stuff to my life. I want to go deeper in the things of God. So there's a longing inside of you. And in order to grow spiritually, we must first understand we have to die to our carnal mind. It's called... The flooding principle, let me share this with you. Feeding your mind constantly with godly things, spiritual podcasts, spiritual YouTube videos, reading the word of God, fasting, praying, spiritual mentors that you can seek them and you can talk to them. Don't be afraid to ask them for help, to, to ask somebody maybe that's been in this for a long time and all of these, um, all of these things lead to the spirit of our mind being renewed. Now, you see, we have a choice every day. 
You have a choice of what you, what you uh, search for on the internet. You have a choice of what you watch. You have a choice of what you listen to. That is your choice. Nobody forces you to go to a certain website. Nobody forces you to turn on a certain podcast. Nobody forces you to do that. We make those decisions, all of us, everybody in this room, including myself, we make those decisions every day, what I'm going to allow into my life. What are you going to flood your mind with that day? What are you going to flood your mind with? What are you going to flood your life with that day? Is it renewing your mind or is it destroying your mind? Are you flooding your mind with that flood that's going to come in and wreck everything? Or is it a flood that brings life and brings peace and brings a calming to your home? There's something powerful about just letting the word of God. If you, you, if you have it on your phone, you can let it play. Maybe you're driving to work or maybe you're at home and just let it play in your house. You said, just really? Just, yeah, just let it play. Maybe get some good Christian music and just let it play in your home. Because it'll change the atmosphere of your home by what is playing right there. Maybe you could invite the youth group over to come play for you. <laughs> Forget the peace, because they are not quiet, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. I don't, we won't hear them in the new building. They're going to be kind of off to the side, and we'll, we'll, maybe, we'll put some barriers in there. To Amen. But listen to them worship right now. How powerful is that? If you got a teenager down there, you should be happy right now. Amen. Well, hallelujah. All right. Don't march anymore, guys. My goodness. All right. So renewed here in Ephesians 4, the word renewed in our opening text in the Greek is, uh, it says it's ananeu. It is only translated this way once in the Bible, and it has the meaning of this, go higher, go higher. So when we allow God to renew our minds, it is then that the spirit of our mind takes us higher. So we must accept the fact that there is a cost associated with going higher, but all the benefits that arrive when you get there. You say, it's going to cost me something? Yes, it's going to cost you. It, you there's going to be some things you're going to have to remove from your life. That carnal thinking is going to have to go. There are some things that, that you're, going to, you're, going to, you're going to exchange the things of the world for the things of God. The thinking of the world for the thinking of God. The mindset of the world for the mindset of God. You're going to make that exchange. But when you do that, you, you begin to go to a place you've never been to with your relationship with God. And the benefits you're going to get from that. The peace of mind. The joy. A, a, a pure heart. A mind that is not constantly being bombarded by everything in the world. So there are benefits that come with it. So when we allow the Lord to renew our mind, it is then that the spirit of our mind takes us higher. So Mark twelve thirty it says this, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So all thy mind... In this scripture, God wants it all. He does not say, as I said earlier, that you feed a little bit in the morning, and then you're like, ah, you know what, I could listen to this or watch that, or I could do this or that. It's okay. I'll, I'll get back to the word of God tomorrow morning. Or, or, or I'll pray, or, or I'll pray and I'll fast, you know, some other time. 
no, but it says all thy mind. He wants it all. He's not a God that is into lukewarm. No gray areas. He says that the lukewarm, he will spew them out of his mouth. That's biblical. He's not into lukewarm. He wants all or, or nothing. So we have to make up our, our minds ourselves. Are we going to do this completely? Are we really in this for the right reasons? Are we in this for a relationship with God? Or are we in this for what I preached about a couple weeks ago? Are we in it for the reward only, the goal only? Are we in this because we truly do love the Lord and we want to grow deeper in him? I want to know who he is. I want to hear his voice. I want to have a relationship with him for myself. So Mark 15, 15 says, And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. So we see here that, that the demoniac of Gadara started bothering the religious when he was in his right mind. So when he was crazy, when he was thrashing himself around, when he was you know, cutting himself, didn't bother him. But when he was healed and came into his right mind, it bothered the religious people and they became afraid of him. Understand that hell knows a pure heart is important, but really understands that a right mind is powerful. So your heart can be right, but if your mind's off or if hell has access to your mind, then it understands I'm not really afraid of you. But when you truly give your heart to the Lord and you give your mind to the Lord and it's renewed daily, it doesn't have access to you. So therefore, you have all power. So hell becomes afraid of you because your mind is right and renewed with the Lord. Fear will either terrorize you or terrorize your enemy. A couple years ago or a few years ago now, in 2020, I'd never seen the spirit of fear released like I did that year. The spirit of fear was so strong in the world. People were scared to death. I mean, people were, were, were just, were acting, they were, losing, they were losing their minds over fear. They were. I, I, I think I've told the story. There was a, a man in the store that I got a little too close to him. And I was trying to, I was just trying to buy some meat. I got a little too close to him, and, and I, because I got so close, he became fearful, and he took his cart, and he, I'm not kidding, picked it up and threw it at me and started yelling at me. And I thought, what in the world just happened? Uh, truly lost his mind in that moment because of fear. Fear gripped the minds of the people. So fear will either terrorize you or terrorize your enemy so because spirits are attached to both of those spirits either pull us away from God or lead us to him so you have to ask yourself this question what spirits are we entertaining on a daily basis I heard this said one time by a pastor friend of mine he said the issue is not what is entertaining us he said but the problem is what are we entertaining while we're being entertained. So you have to ask yourself, and I think this is good for any Christian to ask yourself, is what I'm watching pleasing unto God? Is, is, 
is this, is the spirits that I'm, I'm allowing in right now, is there a spirit attached to this that I'm allowing maybe into my home or, or what I'm listening to? Is there anything attached to this that is not pleasing unto God, that does not lift him up, does not glorify him? Is there any spirits that I am actually opening the gates of my mind to and saying, you're welcome to come in? Because that's exactly what's taking place. That's why we have to be careful. We have to be careful of what we allow into our mind. I'll never forget when we were youth pastoring, there was a song that was very popular at the time. And I got up and I had preached a message. And, and right before altar call, I said, I said, anybody know this song? And the majority of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so excited. And I, I was like, man, I just, hook, line, and sinker. I just got y'all. And I said, you guys love that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, it's a popular song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, have you ever read the lyrics? And I began to read the lyrics to this song. I did not have to give an altar call that night. Those teenagers flooded the altars when they realized what they were allowing into their life. It went, it went against the word of God. It went against anything holy. There was no righteousness, no holiness in that. And when they realized what they were allowing into their life, conviction set in, and they began to flood the altars. There are things that we allow into our lives we don't even realize. We're opening our minds to those things. We have to be careful. We have to be careful not to open your mind to the things of this world because it will, it will eventually consume your mind. It'll take over your mind. So <clears throat> remember your mind has a spirit, the spirit of your mind, um, but so does fear. So 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Fear also is a spirit, but God did not give the, uh, God did not give the demoniac um, the spirit of fear, but the enemy did that. Spirit was given by the enemy, not by God. God loosed him of that. But God delivered his mind that day, just like Paul's letter to Timothy tells us, that God has given us a sound mind or a right mind. But we must be careful of what we feed our minds. Are we feeding our minds worry, or are we feeding our minds God's word? Are we speaking more faith, or are we speaking more fear? It matters what you speak. I promise you it does. It matters what you speak. It matters what you speak. It matters what you hear. I'm not just talking about radio, TV. I'm not talking about that thing. I'm talking about who you're allowing to speak into your mind. Who you're allowing to speak into your life. To be careful of what you're allowing to be said. Because eventually if you hear it long enough, you're going to believe it. But if you hear something that is, it goes against the word of God, then shut that thing off. I don't want to hear it anymore. Or if you find yourself speaking something that's lacking faith, maybe you need to check yourself for a moment and say, hold up. No. The Lord has done it before. He can do it again. That I have faith that God will do this. Because sometimes you can talk yourself out of a miracle. You can talk yourself out of a miracle. Because you say, you know, I, I just don't know. You, maybe you're listening to somebody else. Well, I just don't know. I, 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 I believe the Lord can. I just don't know if, I just don't know if he will. 
just don't know if he will. But to keep your faith, to encourage yourself, it's biblical to encourage yourself, is, is biblical to think in your mind a place that will build your faith, a place that will make you happy, a place that will bring you joy. We have the ability to do that. Why? If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you have the ability to do it. Let the Holy Ghost begin to activate in your life. You'll begin to think different. You'll begin to speak different. So what is our mind telling our mouth every day? So that's, that's what you're going to be saying is going to be, it has a, a source. Everything has a source. Everything has a root. Where is it coming from? So what, what, what is your mind telling your mouth every day? Remember, between your heart and your mouth is a filter called your mind. And we must use it wisely. I'll say it one more time. Between your heart and your mouth is a filter. And that is called your mind. Use it wisely. So how do we use it? We use it as a weapon to help ourselves and others rather than to hurt and harm ourselves and others as well. Acts 17, 11 says these were more noble than those in, in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scripture daily whether those things were so. So readiness here means to have a hunger or a desire towards these things. Paul and Silas could only feed the minds of those who were hungry for the next level. Think about that. They could only feed those who, were, who had the mind that was hungry for the next level, who wanted to go deeper. I, I, I mean, it's, I could preach the word all day long or I could get up here on a Wednesday night and teach the word you know, all night long. But if, if you don't have a hunger for it, if there's not a hunger in your heart, in your mind, in your life, in your spirit to go deeper, then you're not really going to receive anything. You have to be hungry for it. You want the next level in what God has for you, then you will, you will get there. So it says, then repair, uh, uh, prepare the spirit of your mind by allowing God to renew our mind. So let's go back to the question we talked about earlier. What are we feeding our minds. What dominates your daily thinking? Is it wanting to be known by others or wanting to be patted on the back, wanting to be seen maybe in ministry? You know, maybe that's why, you know, what's your motivation? Uh, or, or do you want the glory of God to be seen through you? It's an, it's an honest question tonight. Why? Because we cannot have both. We have to choose one. We choose for us to get the glory of God of God or we choose for God to get the glory that is truth and we make the choice every single day what are we doing just you I, I, I love now I, I think there's nothing wrong you know we take pictures in our in our services and sister Stephanie thank you and uh, for taking photos and uh, we put them on social media and and we go down to the uh, to the box and in, 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 uh, blessings box and we bless people down there and we take photos with people down there too. And, uh, but it's the motivation behind it. The reason we use those is to, to let people see what God is doing. It has nothing to do with giving glory to us or glory to our church or glory to the individual that's you know, worshiping or glory. It has nothing to do with that. But it, the, the world's concept of that now that's why there's so many people that these youtubers that have become so famous because everything is to build their own kingdom up that's why you see people that will walk up and they'll say oh i'm going to take food to the homeless individual over here and 
and they'll have a full camera crew behind them to show, make sure you get in my right side when I go take this food to them. Because it has nothing to do with giving God any glory, but it has everything to do with taking the glory themselves. So we have to ask ourselves, when we're, what we're doing in our daily life, are we doing this to give God glory, or is it for us? We make that choice every day. So um, 1 Corinthians one twenty nine says that no flesh should glory in his presence. We are flesh. If we choose for God to get the glory, then we flood our minds with godly things, then God opens up a new dimension of sensitivity in our spirit. When our mind is renewed, then our spirit becomes renewed. There has been a numbness that has come over the society today concerning the things of God. Would you agree with that? But when we as Christians allow God to open up our spiritual sensitivity, God then opens up new spiritual dimensions for our ministry, our walk with him, our depth in his word. So let's talk about dimension for a second. Dimensions are measured by breadth, length, depth, and height. The dimension of sensitivity is where God allows you to do things in the supernatural that you have never done before. Not that it wasn't available before, you just have never been there before. But now that your mind is properly renewed, you can hear the voice of God. You can hear the direction from God because you're going to a new dimension. When you have a clear mind, then God gives you clear direction. I told you there's benefits to having a renewed and cleared mind. When a computer gets too much information, it starts to slow down and eventually it completely shuts down. Am I right, Brother Ryan? All too often. All too often. It happens. That's why I thought we purchased a computer upstairs. I thought that's probably good for a good 20 years. And all you computer guys just laugh at me. Because, unfortunately, we have to keep adding stuff to it. And then the tech guys come to me and say, yeah, it's about ready to die because it's slowing down. It can't handle much more. We have to add stuff to it. It is the same thing in the spiritual world. It is the same way that when we put too much useless information into our minds, then the spirits of our minds start to first slow down, and then eventually it can shut down completely. And we call this being overwhelmed. As I asked earlier, everybody raised their hand, that sometimes we just feel overwhelmed. I just feel overwhelmed. Maybe, could it be, could it be that we are simply bogging ourselves down with the things that are not of God? Because I don't think the things of God would make you feel that way. Right? I don't think the the greatness of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, a renewed mind, a pure heart, righteousness, holiness, all these great things that we get from the Lord, I don't think if we're consuming those things, I just don't feel like we're going to say, you know, I'm God, I am just overwhelmed with all your stuff. <laughs> I've never had anybody tell me, yeah, just that's too much joy, Lord. That is too much joy. You've got to slow down on the joy, okay? I am so peaceful right now, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, God. Take some of that peace back. Nope, I've never heard anybody say that. 
All I hear is people saying, if I just had a little bit more joy, I feel like I've lost my joy. If I, did, if I could just find the peace, I feel like I just don't have peace right now. Just don't have no comfort right now. Why? Probably because we have began to fill ourselves with the things of the world and it's overwhelming us and it's bogging us down. And if we don't catch it before it's too late, it'll shut us down. And I've seen a lot of people that have walked out doors of churches because they feel like the church let them down. God let me down. Well, he didn't come through on this and he didn't do that. I just didn't feel this joy anymore. Just didn't get joy out of it anymore. The joy never left. We just failed to insert the joy. We fail to renew our minds so that peace is released in our life. The things of God will never make you feel overwhelmed. They will not. But what they will do is they will make you feel like you've got life like you've never had before. Energy like you've never had before. You say, man, there's just something about it. Just something about living for the Lord, seeking after righteousness and holiness in my life. That when I have those things, I just, I just live a different life. It just feels different. In the middle of COVID, and everybody was just, I mean, everyone's just kind of in a panic. I'll, I'll never forget that time I walked into Donkey Coffee and had a mask on. Walked into Donkey Coffee. And Ken, who visited our church, he just said, man, what's the good word? And I said, man, God's good. Life's good. He was kind of like, life is good. Really? <laughs> I mean, everything's a mess right now. And I could just tell, like, just the look on everybody's face was kind of like, huh? Like, everything's crazy right now. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, life was crazy. I'll admit it was a little crazy. But the things of God, if we allow them, they will outweigh the crazy. They will outweigh the craziness of the world. And that's where we have to get to. We have to live that life where we, we say we don't feel overwhelmed all the time. Life might bog us down sometimes, but I'm going to renew my mind. That's why it says renew. It's not you renew it once and it's done. No, a daily renewing of your mind. A daily renewing of your mind is what's going to keep you what's going to keep your mind. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run this race with patience that is set before us. Set aside the weights. Set aside the things of the world. Set aside the heaviness that you feel like you have to carry. Set those things aside. Renew your mind and understand that the Lord said, I'll carry those things for you. You don't have to give in to those temptations. You don't have to live that life. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. When our mind gets weighed down, then our spirit gets weighed down, and we lose spiritual sensitivity, and fleshly frustration settles in. You're feeling frustrated in your flesh. It's because you have lost that spiritual sensitivity because too much has come into your life. Not godly or spiritual frustration, but fleshly frustration. Romans 12 and 2, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We must consistently renew our minds so 
we can do the will of God. I think everybody here would say, I would like to do the will of God in my life. There is a will for your life that God has placed upon you. There's a plan for your life that God's placed upon you. And I would like to make sure that I'm fulfilling the will of God in my life. I don't want to miss out on that. So God does not transform our heart, but God cleanses our heart. God does not transform our heart, but he cleanses our heart. But his word tells us that he transforms our mind. Mark 9 and 2, and after six days, Jesus taketh him to Peter and James and John and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. Transformed and transfigured are from the same exact Greek word, which is metaphor, or met, metamorpho. Uh, when we allow the Lord to transform our minds, he then takes us away with him to places that others cannot go and sets us apart and changes our mind. Only Jesus can set us apart at that appointed time because God's timing is perfect and it is flawless. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, that, ye, that there be no division among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So when the spirit of the Lord or the spirit of our mind is right, then we create unity in the body of Christ. So now this is not just about you, but this is about your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, this is about you now. So when the spirit of our mind is right, we create unity in the body of Christ. However, when our spirit in our, of our mind is off, we create division amongst the body of Christ. So the condition of our minds not only affects us, but it affects those around us. It's that important. So tonight, you have to ask yourself, is my circle of influence causing unity or division? Because our mind and our minds that we associate with will tell us what the circle of influence we're a part of. So does our circle encourage us? Does it lift us up? Or does it look for issues in others? Or does it find fault in others? Or does it bring peace into my life? Or does my circle bring confusion into my life? It's up to us to choose the path of unity over the path of division. As a church in general, as a church as a whole, it is up to us to make that decision. Do we want to be a church that has peace? Do we want to have, be a church that has unity? Or do we want to have a church that, is, that has division and confusion? I don't want to be a church that has division and confusion. I want to choose peace over confusion. As a youth pastor and as a senior pastor, I have often seen people that don't realize that they are creating division rather than unity. Why? Because their mind is not being renewed. It's being filled with too many pleasures of this world and too many selfish ambitions. That's why we must be able to answer this question for ourselves tonight. What are you seeking first? Are you seeking division? Are you seeking Unity, are you seeking your kingdom? Are we seeking God's kingdom? Are we seeking the things of this world? Are we seeking the things of God? Second Corinthians 11 and 3, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtly and so, your, uh, so his mind sh should be corrupted for the simplicity that is in Christ. So the enemy attacks the mind through fear and doubt and then corruption follows. The enemy did not attack Eve's heart. 
Our heart does not have a spirit attached to it, but the mind does. And if we allow the enemy to put fear or doubt of God's word in our mind, it is then that we lose the sensitivity towards the spirit world and the enemy attacks our mind. We have to make sure that our mind is renewed. So when the enemy speaks, and it, becomes to, it begins to attack your mind, that you're sensitive because you've been prayed up. You've been reading up on the word of God. You've been fasting. You're to the place where when the enemy comes at you, you're sensitive to what is taking place. When it begins to attack the word of God and says, did God really say Oh, you've got a miracle coming. Did, did, did God really say that? Oh, oh life point, you're, you're going to have revival. Did God really say that? Are those promises real? He began to attack her mind. He began to make her say, oh, you know what? I think, or did he say that? It's a scary place to get to. That's where we got to make sure that we need to have sensitivity to the spirit of God, but we also need to have the same sensitivity to the spirits of this world. That when they come at you and they speak things that are not of God, that we, we recognize those things. And we say, nope, that is not of God because God said this. And that's when you begin to take those things, you just throw them out. I ain't got time for you. Would it be a different life today if evil just simply said, yeah, I ain't got time for you. I know what God said. And I'm standing on God's word. It'd be different. It'd be different today. So we must keep our minds renewed and our minds guarded from the attack of the enemy. Philippians 2, 5 through 6 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. God must always get the glory. We should long for the mind of God. I'll say this. Here's We should long for the mind of God, but we should never long for the glory of God. In our life, you should long for the mind of God, but we should never long for the glory of God. That's his. Acts 12, 21 through 23, it says, And upon a uh, set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, set upon his throne and made a declaration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of God and not of man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. Because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghosts. That's horrible. So King Herod chose to please the people instead of pleasing God. Herod's mind was his worst enemy. King Herod allowed carnal mind to control his spirit. The deception took over just like it did in the garden that day with Eve. And the Jews looked at King Herod as a voice of God instead of a voice as a man of God. And since King Herod tried to take God's glory, God allowed the angel of the Lord to smote him and Herod died. To understand something, and I'm just going to say this as your pastor, I'm not God. Never claimed it, never will claim it. But I will tell you that the Lord's hands rested upon me that I am the man of God for this church and for this city. But it would be a dangerous place for me to allow myself and allow my mind to get to that place where I feel like I am 
I am the voice of God. No, I'm a conduit for the voice of God. God simply uses me to speak to this church. Philippians 4 and 7 says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God is not meant to just keep our heart but also our minds. But we must allow God to transform our mind and then renew our mind daily. I want us to do this tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to close out right here. Um, but I want us to stand all over this place. And I wonder if we could tonight. We, we typically don't do this on a Wednesday night. But I wonder if we, if we could step out and maybe just come up together tonight and stand around the altar. And I want us to pray tonight for our minds. Because I'm going to say there's probably a good chance there's somebody in here tonight. You say, Pastor, you talk about that battlefield. I can relate because I feel like... Even today, there's been a battle going on. There's a war going on. There's some worry. There's some thoughts that's consuming my mind. And, and I feel like the peace of God, I just feel like I've, I laid it down somewhere and I've got to get it back because I feel like I haven't had a whole lot of peace in my mind lately. The things, life is just simply getting to me. I want us to pray tonight over our minds that God would first transform it and then renew it. Why? So we can make sure that the spirit of our mind is pure. Pure before a pure and holy God. So we can hear his voice when he speaks to us and through us. And we can stay sensitive to his spirit. When God's speaking, I want to hear what he's saying. I don't want to be so... I don't want to have so much junk in my mind that God's trying to speak, but he can't get through the junk. There are times that I'm telling you right now, there are times that people have come in and I, as their pastor, I know what they're dealing with. And they have sat through some of the most powerful services I've ever been in. And I have watched them simply sit because what they are dealing with consumed their minds so much that they lost all sensitivity to the spirit that was moving in that service. That's a scary place to be. All they needed was simply a renewing of their mind. The spirit was here. That's all they had to do was just, Lord, I need you to renew my mind today. I need some stuff removed today. I need fear removed today. God, I, I, maybe, maybe there's just maybe some temptations. Maybe there's just some impure thoughts, God, that shouldn't be there. I need those removed today because it's just a battle, God, is constantly there. Things from my past, God, that are, are there just constantly eating at me. God, I need those things removed because I need peace in my mind because you understand that I cannot do what you've called me and anointed me to do, God, until that is gone. I need joy back in my life. I know, it's, I know it's hitting somebody tonight. It might not hit everybody, but it's hitting somebody tonight in this place. But I want us to do this, and you say it might be, a little, might be a little unique, Pastor, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. You're not worried about anybody else around you right now. But I simply want you to do this. 
I want you to take your hands. I'm not going to come down and lay hands on you. But I want you to take your hands tonight, and I want you to lay it on your, on your head. And I wonder if we could pray together tonight. God, renew my mind. God, transform my thinking, Lord. God, I ask you tonight, Jesus, come on, pray. You know what you're dealing with. Speak it out to him right now. God, I pray it right now, God, with a renewing of my mind, Jesus. God, I pray tonight, God, right now in this place, Lord. God, you know what every individual is dealing with, oh God. God, you know, Lord God, what they've been dealing with today in their thoughts, Lord. God, you know what the enemy's been throwing at them, Lord God. I pray right now, Jesus, uh, in your mighty name right now, God, if you would, Lord, let your spirit, God, uh, be released in this place, Lord, to renew uh, the minds of the people tonight, Lord God, uh, that we may have clarity, Lord, uh, and restored sensitivity to your spirit, Lord. Uh, God, I pray right now against, Lord, any any spirit, God, God, that is coming against them right now, Lord. God, and I ask if you would, Jesus, in your mighty name, God, to restore and renew right now, Lord. Transform right now, God, our minds tonight, Lord Jesus, and restore peace unto somebody. Restore joy unto somebody, Lord God. Restore clarity right now, Lord God. God, I pray, oh God, that you remove that fear and replace it with boldness, Lord. God, replace it, Lord God, tonight, God, with confidence in your word, Lord. God, I pray right now, God, God, that we remove those things of the world around us. God, we remove the things, God, that do not benefit us, Lord. God, we make room for you tonight, Jesus. God, in our minds, oh God. God, let our spirit of our mind, God, be renewed, God, tonight, Jesus, in this place, God. God, I pray it right now in Jesus' name. God, transform somebody's life, God, that when they leave tonight, God, they're thinking different, Lord God. They're thinking with clarity, Lord God. God, they leave this place with peace tonight, Jesus, that they haven't had in a while, God. That peace that passeth all understanding, Lord. God, for we trust in you tonight, God. We trust in you tonight, oh God. We believe in you tonight, oh God. And we thank you for it, Jesus. For your glory tonight, God. Do it tonight for your glory, Lord. We give you praise and glory and honor. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want you to understand something. That what you just did right there, you can do in your home. You can do it in your car. If you're at work and it's just overwhelming, and I told you earlier that maybe it's that person at work. Maybe you got somebody at work that knows you're a Christian, you're trying to live that life. Maybe they don't agree with you, so maybe they come at you. Maybe they try to aggravate you. Just excuse yourself somewhere. If you have to, one of the best places you can go, private place, is the bathroom. Have yourself a prayer meeting. Just go in there, lock yourself in a stall, and just put your hands in your head, and just say, God, I need a renewing because it's getting to me. I need a renewing because it's not worth it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it today, God. I need a renewing. Yeah. Maybe you make your way to your car on lunch break. Just, God, I need a renewing. Maybe if, maybe, uh, there's so many things you're in, your, in your home. Maybe you just say, God, peace needs restored in my home right now. It's just a, it's a little crazy, a little hectic. God, I'm just, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to find myself a prayer closet real quick. God, 
renew in me a right mind. Ephesians 4, 24. You could take this and you can open your Bible and you could read this out loud. That you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man. You've been baptized in his name. You received his spirit. You became a new man. You put on the new man, which created according, which was remade according to God in righteousness and holiness. You have the ability to lay your hands in your head and say, God, renew in me right now a right mind. You can do that. You don't have to wait till Sunday. You don't have to wait till Wednesday. You can do it right then and there because he's the same God right then and there that he is right here. Amen? Amen. I'll share this closing thought and we'll dismiss. When you fix your thoughts on God, God fixes your thoughts. When you fix your thoughts on God, God fixes your thoughts. Or if you fix your mind on the things of God, God will fix your mind. He will. You believe that tonight? I believe that tonight. Let's pray one more time. God, we thank you for your word tonight. God, I thank you that your word, God, is so powerful, God. God, that when we allow it into our life, God, it will transform us. It will change the way we think. It will change the way we live. God, it will change the things we allow into our life, Lord. God, because we do long for that righteousness and holiness, Lord. God, we do want to be pleasing unto you, Lord. God, and I pray tonight, God, thank you for reminding us, God, that we have the ability, God, to pray and ask you, God, every day for the renewing of our mind, Lord. God, we don't have to live, God, we don't have to live bombarded every day with the things of this world, God, but we can come to you, Lord, at the end of the day and just say, God, please renew my mind today. Give me peace, God, peace that only you can give. Restore joy unto me, Lord. God, we thank you for it tonight. Let this word be a seed planted in our heart, God. God, that it may grow God, into something great, God, this week, Lord. We thank you for it tonight, God. Go with us as we leave this place. Let your spirit be with us, God, when we get home tonight. God, we thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you for listening to the word. Let it impact you. Um, take these scriptures. Read these scriptures. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Take those scriptures. Dwell on those scriptures. Maybe get up. Every morning, every night, read these scriptures and remind yourself, remind yourself that you don't have to live life bombarded with the things of this world, but God can renew your mind. Amen? Amen. I love y'all. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.